Hello and welcome to Sip Tea with Allie. I am your host, Allie, and this is episode four of my podcast series. Man, time is flying by. We are currently suffering from a lot of power outages and plumbing problems in our state and even states surrounding our state. So please keep us all in your prayers. You know, we're all just trying to stay strong. Luckily, we have power. Praise God. We've had it since 10 a.m. this morning, and it is almost 9 o'clock at night, so thank goodness. Um, In this episode, I wanted to talk about, I guess, some of my Lenten goals, so that way you guys can kind of see my Lenten journey. Um, And also, I wanted to briefly talk about some of my current favorites. This is going to be a shorter episode because it is Ash Wednesday, and I'm trying to squeeze this into my schedule. I also have some things that I would like to get done um, with my family while we still have power. I'm just really hoping and praying that our power stays on. Um, It's been a crazy past two to three days. Um, We've all pretty much been in flight or fight mode. I personally have been. um, I haven't really been able to do much. Like Once we have power, um, I'm pretty much just messing around on my phone um, or trying to charge my phone or um, just do something to distract myself. It's been quite hard to just turn to God and pray. Um, Like I miss the darkness and the struggles and, you know, all this craziness. And I think these past few days have been a representation of how my faith life kind of has been, like that light that I have in my heart for God has been slowly fading in and out, in and out, and I think that happens all the time for people. I think we're not always going to feel on fire with the Holy Spirit, and that's okay. I think there comes a point, though, where in that darkness, we need to be going to God because He is our only light. He is our only hope, and I think that can be really, really hard to realize when, you know, we're struggling and um we're going through difficult times um like for example losing your power and having no heat in your house being in the 40s and 50s and you're having to wear layers inside your house and bundle up with tons and tons of blankets and your house is messy and you know you don't have a gas stove so you're (laughs) trying to cook food on a little propane stove that my dad you know your dad has for camping or something (laughs) like that's pretty much how we've been living and how a lot of people in our state and the states around us have been living it's been crazy and I think it's been really hard to put things in perspective and be positive but I think it's a good reminder of how I guess our spiritual life can be at times and I've really noticed that where you know that that light that keeps us going is God you know amidst the darkness and I feel like I really struggled with like remembering that amidst all the struggles these past few days and even right here and right now it's been really hard to just think about everything that is going on without 
you know, feeling extremely overwhelmed and anxious. And I feel so, so bad for other people. It's like, even though I have power right now and I'm able to sit here and reflect upon my thoughts and, you know, make this podcast episode and check on friends and loved ones and see how they're doing and pray for others, I feel like even now it's really, really hard to just trust in God. And I think just kind of trying to reflect and concentrate on what's happened these past few days is, I don't know, it's just been a perfect representation of how my faith life has been these past two weeks, especially these past two to three days. Um, And yeah, it can be really, really hard to turn to God when we're panicking and when we're scared, but that's when we need to turn to him the most. And it's like, how? How can we learn to turn to God when we are afraid? Like, I think that's something that we need to learn to do, but it doesn't come naturally for everyone. And I think as a Christian, we expect it to come naturally, and that's what makes us frustrated. But even as Christians, we we have to learn how to do that. It's never going to be easy to do that even for someone that you know has a really great spiritual life they're still going to struggle to turn to God in their moments of struggle and sadness and you know great anxiety and I think if you suffer from you know a lot of anxiety on a daily basis and you're you're suffering from feelings like this all the time and it's just normal and it's part of your routine um, and you expect it I think you just kind of expect the worst and just kind of go with it and you just allow yourself to panic if that makes sense because sometimes I feel like we're better feeling uncomfortable because feeling like we basically this I'm so sorry this is kind of all over the place but what I'm trying to say is that we need to learn to become comfortable with the uncomfortable because in doing so we'll eventually feel comfortable in the uncomfortable. I don't know if that quite makes sense. Um, but I remember talking with my therapist a few months ago about this. Like, you need to become comfortable with the uncomfortable, she told me. And that's really hard to wrap your head around. Like, feeling comfortable with the uncomfortable, what? And I think part of that is just realizing that, you know, even when we are comfortable are we truly comfortable if you think about it like being within our comfort zone are we really comfortable are we really going to feel that complete sense of peace right something that comes to mind is this quote by saint augustine and it says thou hast made us for thyself O lord and our heart is restless until it finds its rest in thee and that's um from saint augustine of hippo and I love that quote. It's one of my favorite quotes. I need it like on a poster or something in my room. I'm going to find an Etsy print or something and I'm getting this because even though I've heard this quote for most of my life kind of growing up and, you know, it would come like St. Augustine's feast day or whatever, I would be reminded of that quote. Or maybe even in in my history lecture, we discussed a lot about Augustine last year in Thomas Aquinas for many different re- reasons because of, you know, their writings and all this different kind of stuff. Um, and 
I remember my history teacher writing out that quote on the whiteboard and I really needed to hear that you know that quote that specific day um and I I never really thought about that you know I I've I've always kind of been like oh that's such a beautiful quote but if you really really sit and ponder upon it it's like yeah our hearts are going to be forever restless until they it rests in God and that's not going to happen until we fully surrender to him and until we go to heaven but we can't go to heaven if we're not striving towards sainthood and that's our whole purpose you know here on earth but again it can be so hard to put things in a proper perspective when we're going through difficult parts of our life and I think something that really really hit hard today was just kind of realizing that you know all that I'm going through right now even though I'm in this anxious mess I don't feel very well, um, I, you know, because I haven't really been able to eat much because I've been fasting today on Ash Wednesday, and, you know, I I want to complain, but I told myself I was going to give up complaining for Lent and all this different kind of stuff that, you know, has been difficult, um, you know, things that I've given up for Lent or whatever that I'm already struggling with, um, You know, for example, like complaining or trying to stay humble um, and obedient, like things like that, um, that I told myself I was going to work on. That has been a big struggle for some reason, and I I, I don't know. Um, And I was like, I need to replace these vices that I'm struggling with, you know, pridefulness, you know, in terms of I've been... And, like, vanity in terms of, like, I've been too worried about what other people think of me. I haven't been like, oh, I'm all this and all of that. I mean, at times, I have been prideful. And I think we can all say that we have been. I mean, I think it's okay to be proud of something that you did as long as you're not boastful about it, if that makes sense. And sometimes people are unintentionally proud, if that makes sense, or unintentionally vain. But there comes to a point where it can become a very, very big sin. And it's something that I've been battling a lot personally because I've been struggling with a lot of acne problems, especially last year and the year before that. It was really, really bad and it still gets bad. And trust me, with this cold weather, it's been a nightmare. But I've been trying not to focus on it. But again, that's something that I'm struggling with right now, right here. (laughs) Um, It's just, you know, I would look at my inside, you know, I would look at the mirror um, and think to myself, oh my gosh, you know, my skin's a nightmare, I don't want to have to go downstairs in the lobby, because we were able to stay at a hotel overnight, and we got breakfast this morning, that was such a beautiful blessing, um, because we had heat, and we had, you know, the ability to charge our devices, all this kind of stuff, it was amazing, um, back to what I was saying, uh, you know, I think, yeah, I was really struggling with, you know, being vain, even though I told myself, Allie, you need to replace your pride and your vanity with humility, right? And you need to be kinder to yourself. You can't beat yourself up if you don't get X, Y, and Z done or if you don't look like this every day. Because I think that with everything going on, I don't think people are going to look at me and be like, this girl looks ugly or something. No, people are worrying about their own problems. If you really put things into perspective, you know, I think 
your whole world can be turned up upside down but I think in those moments it's not our first reaction I don't think we immediately like turn to God or immediately turn to those you know positive thoughts or trying to look at it you know life through you know a certain perspective or whatever it can be hard it's really hard um but that's something I've been really wanting to challenge myself to do this Lenten season is just putting things in a better perspective if that makes sense you know taking the bad and making something good out of it and I think during Lent most people think that they have to just be sad all the time or just be like oh miserable because they're suffering or offering things up or fasting here and there you know if you think about it nothing that we're going to go through is going to ever add up to what Jesus went through went through for us and if you think about the crucifixion as a very very personal thing um for example you know Jesus fell down you know carrying his cross and he said he was doing it for you like every time he fell down he said I'm doing this for you and he was like shouting out your name just think of that right here and right now and if you have a chance please 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 listen to Father Mike Schmidt's um, he has a homily from uh, last year on Palm Sunday. It's on YouTube. It starts about 20, I want to say 23 minutes in. Um, I could be wrong, but I think it's about 22 to 23 minutes in. I actually did listen to that this morning, and he gives me chills every every single time, especially 27 minutes in. And you, if you know me personally and you're listening to this, you will know why. Um, but please listen to that homily, and I think it really does help put things in a better perspective. But I think even after listening to to that today, I felt much better. But then come maybe I would say like after like two o'clock, I was not feeling great at all. Like I I was so done with everything and everyone. I think it's just because I haven't had like much quiet time or much space to myself and I was in a tiny hotel room with my family and we were crammed in there you know I was so happy we had power and stuff but I just have had a lot on my mind and have been worrying about so many people you know I'm an empath I mean it it once I hear about people suffering or anything I'm gonna feel this heavy burden on my shoulders and I felt guilty the whole time I was in that hotel room and I feel guilty right now sitting here on my phone you know with heat and our power being on um and I think that's when I really try to realize okay like is there something I am struggling with right here and right now that I can use to offer up for those who are struggling even worse than I am, you know? Um, People that are having really bad plumbing problems or just, you know, I don't know, just are struggling worse than I am. You know, maybe I am hungry because I've been fasting today. I can offer that up, but I think again, it is really difficult to remind yourself that you can offer things up or, you know, that doing those little things like fasting and all this kind of stuff isn't useless. You know, it isn't to make us sad. It isn't to make us miserable. We should still be joyful. Um, And I think one of the Bible verses that comes to mind, I can't remember the exact one, like the exact, you know, um, 
chapter or verse or anything, but I know the gist of it, and I'm sure you guys do too. When Jesus said, when you are fasting, don't look like you're fasting. You know, don't try to look like you're fasting and make people feel bad for you, right? Because there was that story that Jesus told that, you know, there was this man, he was fasting, and he was trying to look like he was fasting. So people would feel bad for him, right? Um, or people would be like, oh, you're such a holy man because he wanted to have praise. But that's not good, right? Because it's going to his pride. <laughs> and then, and I think I've been guilty of that at times, right? And I'm sure I'm not the only one on this. But, you know, then, but then he said, you know, when you are fasting, you know, don't look like you're fasting. Be joyful, right? Pray. You know, when you pray, pray in the silence of your room. You don't have to go out on the streets and start, you know, throwing your hands up in the air, you know, singing praise and worship at the top of your lungs or something like that. You don't need to do that to show people that you are a child of God because you are already a child of God and God knows that. And the most important thing is that you have a personal relationship with God and you work on that. And that's what we're supposed to do during Lent. And that's something that I think has taken me so long to realize. And again, all the stuff I'm talking about I'm still struggling with and I'm still finding it difficult, you know, especially having anxiety. And I think that's been a very heavy burden on my shoulders for all my life, sleeping problems and anxiety. And I've had like a little bit of depression sprinkled up, you know, throughout, <laughs> throughout my teenage years, um, things like that. Um, but that's, that's stuff that other people have to deal with too. But God has given me these crosses for a reason, and I don't want to just waste my life suffering. If I'm going to suffer, and I'm going to have this knot in my stomach like I have right now from anxiety and worrying about all this stuff and worrying that the power is going to go out again and, you know, worrying about, you know, people around us that are struggling. Like, again, I can use this for something I, you know, it's not going to go to waste. I shouldn't let it go to waste. If I'm going to feel miserable, I'm going to offer it up for the holy souls in purgatory who need it the most because they can't pray for themselves, right? They need our prayers. Um, and, and in doing so, praying for specific souls in purgatory and offering up these sacrifices can do wonders because one day when you are in purgatory, those people that prayed for you could possibly be praying for you, you know, or your your family, you know. Um, maybe you've had relatives that have passed away recently, and I'm very, very sorry for your loss. But you can use that suffering or that sadness or those difficulties to not only grow closer to God and come to Him for comfort, um, come to the Holy Family for comfort, right? Not only can you do that, but you can use that suffering for someone else who is in need of it the most. And something that gets me every time is thinking about this something. I, I don't know if someone, it was a quote from a saint. I'm pretty sure it was a quote from a saint. I can't remember the exact words. Or maybe it was from a book or something. But literally just thinking about it makes me want to like tear up. Um, it's like... I think it has to do with like 
mean, I'm trying to figure out how to word this properly. I'm really sorry. Um, I know it's like if you pray for specific souls in purgatory, like maybe you, and it might seem like, are my prayers even doing anything? First of all, any little prayer that you can pray or any little like, you know, sacrifice that you can make means something. It's going to be used if you, if you have good intentions, right? Um, now I said that, um, just think about all those specific souls in purgatory that you've been praying for. Maybe a friend's, you know, loved one passed away and you were praying for the pros of their soul. Imagine, you know, let's say you are living a great life here on earth and striving towards sainthood, but then you die as we all are supposed to. Um, memento mori, remember your death. That's it's a really good Latin saying to just kind of constantly be going you know, just kind of going to back and forth just between, you know, prayer and different things like that, reflection throughout your days and weeks and months. Um, just a good saying, memento mori, remember your death, you know, because that's what we're made for. We're not, you know, this life here, everything is temporary. Um, but just imagine, you know, let's say you go to purgatory, you know, and your loved ones were praying for your soul and you got to heaven, right? And not only are you greeted by God, but you're greeted by the saints and, you know, and loved ones. And there'll be all these random people coming up to you, you know, you're like, you don't quite recognize them. Um, and they're saying thank you. And they're they're saying you helped me, all this different kind of stuff. And you might be like who who are you you know and then and then they'll be like you know we were the people that you prayed for you know we were the souls that you prayed for in purgatory and that that is so beautiful you know there's so so many beautiful things about the faith about being a christian about being a child of god and this shows you the power of prayer i think that that's just so so beautiful and that, just thinking of that is, is a wonderful reminder that these little sacrifices we make during Lent in our daily lives, they're not going to waste, you know, they are going to be used for something far greater. And God is always in control and God is always going to use our suffering for something as long as we don't just sit there and wallow away in it, right? Um, that's something that I have been accused of so many times you know and I that's wrong because you know it's not right to wallow away or and at times sometimes I feel like I'll try to like act depressed of course let's say I'm upset about something um so I'll purposely act more upset or whatever and just kind of sigh or certain things in front of my family because one I'm too prideful to admit that I need help um and two, um, I just sometimes can't quite communicate my needs very well. Um, and part of it has to do with my pride and things like that. Um, I don't want people thinking I'm weak or anything. And I'm sure that we've all, we've all been that way at, you know, certain points in our lives. Um, but yeah, I'll do that where I'll kind of like wallow away or something just so I can get pity because I need comfort 
and sometimes I'm too too prideful to admit that I need comfort or I need um a pep talk or you know some positive words or something right um <laughs> so that's something that I just thought I would share it was kind of all over the place and I apologize it's been a crazy past few days and I'm like about ready to go to sleep um but I did want to share some things that I am giving up for Lent. Um, I know some people try to keep what they give up for Lent more personal um, and maybe keep it to themselves, but I just kind of thought it would be interesting to share what I am giving up, you know, for Lent with you guys. You know, as I said before, I am giving up you know, um, certain vices, which I know is going to be very, very difficult because I've noticed myself complaining a few times today. And I feel like once I notice myself do those type of things, I'm like, oh, dang it. You know, um, and I feel like I should come up with something to do once I, you know, maybe complain or, you know, ignore my you know, my mom or something like that when she asked me to do something like, you know, not doing it right away or something like that. Um, I need to do something, not really like a punishment, but something, I guess, maybe I'll like pray, pray like three Hail Marys or something after I catch myself doing something like, you know, catch myself looking in the mirror and saying mean things to myself, and you know, or worrying too much about what someone thinks about me, or, you know, wanting so badly to, you know, just continue what I'm doing and not stop and go take care of my laundry or something like that. Um, yeah, I guess that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do that. I'm going to, like, pray three home Marys and just try and try to remind myself that, no, I, I'm, I'm giving up being prideful you know I'm giving up all these vices and trying to replace them with virtues that's something that um the priest at our parish suggested doing but he said okay not only do that but give up something that's a challenge as well I think recently with the holidays and all this cold weather and stuff I have definitely been eating more sweets than normal I am not really a big eater I really wasn't and to be honest I struggle with a lot of digestive digestion problems um and I'm still on like a digestive like support um supplement and it it does wonders but like if I don't have it I'm gonna feel sick to my stomach I actually didn't have it on Super Bowl Sunday and I felt pretty bad afterwards um anyways I feel like that's another thing too that I can like offer up like if I run out of medicine like my digestive support I can definitely offer that up um I totally forgot what I was saying and I apologize I was saying something hold on oh yeah about what I was giving up oh yeah I was was gonna talk about okay now I know I'm sorry (laughs) I'm sorry for that brief little commercial break um I wish I could edit this out, but this is more fun. Um, (laughs) Anyways, I was going to say, like, I decided to give up sweets for Lent. That's something I usually don't give up because I don't really have a problem with that. And, um, you know, I feel like normally I can't even eat a lot 
of stuff anyways without feeling sick so I would that wasn't really a problem but once I started allowing myself to eat more of certain foods and just kind of be cautious about what kind of food I'm intaking I've been also taking a certain drinking a certain kind of milk it's a two milk that has done wonders for my digestive system because I was starting to get slightly lactose intolerant I noticed um and a bunch of other different stuff that was happening last year really 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 tore up my stomach until I really decided to try not to go entirely like natural or try diets and stuff anymore i just tried to slowly start implementing normal things into my diet and allowing myself to have little like or like treats like oreos and different things here and there um and that actually helped a ton like my stomach's been able to tolerate a lot of this stuff and i've been taking my probiotic almost daily so that's helped a ton so i think over the holidays i could actually enjoy eating like a bunch of food but that was also kind of bad because I was noticing, okay, Allie, you need to calm down. And I, I think norm- normally I don't, like, give up sweets. I think I did it once one year. But I think um, it would just be really good for me to give up sweets and um, try to eat healthier and you know try to make up for all that holiday stuff because I noticed like after the Super Bowl like and just kind of thinking back on you know all the bad food I was eating you know this winter with the holidays and stuff I just thought okay this is probably not good I need to start implementing like healthier things in my diet and just kind of doing everything in moderation moderation is key guys that's like one of my favorite phrases moderation is key my mom would would always remind me that um but I think it was really hard because I was like I can finally eat normal food again and I was just kind of like pigging out and I was like this is not right okay I I don't think I was ever gluttonous about it but I did definitely get a little too happy over the holidays because of food (laughs) um yeah and I think that it would just be good to give up sweets so that's what I am doing I'm giving up desserts and things like that you know like brownies different things like that um of course I can have that on Sundays most likely um because it's the Lord's Day um but even then I want to really limit that as well I don't want to be like okay I need to try to eat enough sweets to last me you know all the rest of this upcoming week you know eat a dessert for every day I'm missing no like that's that's not right that's not healthy that's being gluttonous so don't do that children um yes I just want to definitely keep in mind moderation is key I want to um try to eat healthier um like try to have more vegetables in my diets and eat more whole foods and things like that of course I don't want to go overboard with that kind of stuff because I did notice that going gluten-free briefly and other different diets that I was trying was literally just like tearing apart my stomach so that was not good so you know sometimes you have to play around with different things and it literally took me over a year to figure that out um and I'm so, so blessed that my stomach's been better 
Um, I think last week it was really, really bad, though. I mean, it wasn't as bad as I, like, as it was before, but I think I was having a lot of, like, digestive problems, partly because, um, I think one of the foods I ate that morning just really, really wasn't settling well on my stomach, um, and I think that, that, I don't know if it was just because I was starting to develop some sort of intolerance toward it, towards it or something. I don't know, really. Um, but that did really bother my stomach. Um, so other than that particular day last week, I really haven't had any, like, bad stomach episodes. And I think the Super Bowl Sunday kind of was an example, like, the next day and that evening kind of was. But other than that, not I wouldn't say it was really that it's ever really been that bad as it was like last year. So I've been very fortunate with that. So I think it would be really good to give up sweets and it would really challenge me because I haven't really done that before. Each Lent, I try to do something that I haven't really done or that I've never done before. So it's even more of a challenge. I don't get used to doing the same thing every year and, you know, it just kind of gets normal after a while. Um, so that's something I'm doing and I haven't really been on social media much. Like I got off Instagram entirely. I'm just cutting it out of my life for many different reasons, partly because of the unsafe pri- privacy policies. Um, so, and if you haven't heard of that, please look into that. Be careful on the internet, children. Um, also, um, I, yeah, I haven't really been doing that. I'm really just trying to use my phone for music, um, prayers and recipes, um, podcasts, different things. I'm just trying to have a really wholesome life on my phone, um, and keep in contact with my friends because that's important, friends. Check on your friends, make sure they're okay, your family, your grandma, tell your grandma that you love her. Just do different things like that. Um, that's not only important during Lent, but just any time during the year. So do that, my friends. Um, and stay warm and stay safe. Like in, if your, if your state is like experiencing crazy weather, crazy cold weather, you know, stay warm, be careful on the roads, guys. Um, it's, it's been crazy here and I'm praying for you. If you too are struggling with all this different kind of stuff, and I ask that you too will pray for us and I'm praying for you this Lenten season. I pray that you are able to grow closer to God, that you will be able to, you know, look at life from a different perspective and realize how personal that the crucifixion is and realize that we're not meant to look, you know, gloomy and depressed during Lent. We're meant to remain hopeful and joyful over the fact that Jesus made such a big sacrifice for us that we could go and be in heaven with him. But we have to start striving even more towards sainthood. And Lent is a perfect opportunity for that. And ask God to help you. Ask God to help you replace those vices with virtues, right? Um, And, you know, give yourself a challenge. Um, And don't just, you know, do something that you might get in the habit of doing again. Do something like that you know you'll benefit from in the long run that maybe you need to cut out of your life entirely right like that's I think just learning to cut out 
Instagram and other different things in my life out entirely really is helping for Lent. I feel like the more simple my life is becoming, I feel like the better, you know? Um, And the more simple that, I guess, your routine is, the better. Because it shows that maybe you're not relying, you're learning to not rely on certain things as much and you're learning to just trust in God. And that's a good sign. I feel like it made me feel quite empty at first and I felt really sad being off of Instagram and other different things. But you know what? I feel like my mental health has been so much better getting off of it. But if you feel like it doesn't bother you, then go for it. You know, you do you. Um, But yeah, that's just a personal thing that I decided to do. I'm not judging you if you stay on it. But yes, I just think it's safer to stay off of certain social media platforms. I think Facebook can just be just as bad pretty much because Facebook and Instagram are practically combined now because Facebook bought Instagram, I believe. So, or it could be the other way around, but I'm pretty sure Facebook bought Instagram. Um, And I think the most wholesome app out there I don't know I'd say it's like MeWe but you'd have to like join a group or something um so make a group on there with your friends if you want to if you're trying to find a good safe social media platform go to MeWe um also Instagram is just I don't know it's it was great for some time but definitely got worse with all their privacy policies I was like are you seriously gonna have access to all my information on my phone like I know like we were already starting to lose our freedom from like social media like they were already having access to like you know the cameras we posted but like literally every single like picture on your phone now um like if I were in my like bank account app or whatever um and I was looking at, like, my deposit or whatever. Instagram could go in and see all my information on there, which is insane. So I advise, don't take it from me. Like, read the whole policy yourself. Like, I even read most of it. And I even watched, like, several people kind of breaking it down. Um, Please be careful on the internet. But, again, if you choose to stay on there go for it um but maybe just giving up you know instagram or social media for Lent can really help um there's there's just an idea i'm throwing out there but again just pray and if you're really struggling to find something to give up pray you know think about those vices and those things that you're struggling with and find ways to implement more virtues into your life and i know it's going to be a challenge for us all like I'm already thinking about how today I struggled so much um and a priest said that what you need to do is make a resolution um and then like in the morning you need to make a resolution to you know be obedient to your parents you need to not be prideful all this kind of stuff make those resolutions and say to God God please help me please help me to stick to my resolutions today to do x y and z and he, he said, you know, if you catch yourself doing it, you know, throughout the day, you know, pause, ask God for forgiveness and ask him f- to help you. And at the end of the day, f- 
think back on what you're, you know, what you did during your day. You know, did you complain? Did you do this? Did you do that? That you said you weren't going to do and make a tally mark for every time you did that. And hopefully with time, you can see those tally marks start to decrease day by day. And if it's not, you know, try even harder, right? Um, Try something else. But again, just keep turning to God and asking him to help you. For the next part of this episode, I like to just briefly talk about... (laughs) I said briefly at the beginning of this episode, and it's literally 40 minutes in. I apologize. Um, It feels really good to just kind of think these things through because I've been struggling a lot with just turning to God. And I think these podcasts have been a way that I have been really able to sit and take the time to reflect on what I need to improve on, what I need to implement in my life, all this different kind of stuff. So these podcasts have been very, very healing and are even helping my faith life as well. So I hope these are are good for you because they're good for me. <laughs> and if I know you personally, contact me and, you know, let me know if you have any podcast ideas um, or anything like that, or if you'd like to collab with me, I can easily hook up an episode with you and me, and we'll have a blast. <laughs> I, I, I do want to talk a little bit about some current favorites right now, just three things in particular, two shows. So, of course, WandaVision has been one of my favorite shows at the moment, next to All Creatures Great and Small, which is a BBC drama um, and I believe it's, like, a by PBS Masterpiece. It's so, so, so good, guys. Like, it's about this, um, Scottish vet who moves to the English countryside in, like, Yorkshire. I believe the town is called Derby, and, um, yeah, it's, like, a small little countryside town. Like, there's a lot of cows and stuff, but he, he goes to serve as an assistant vet to this head vet guy and it's a really great entertaining show you know there's a lot of humor there's even love sprinkled throughout it um and there's there's even conflict so it's it's really great it's very very wholesome i have to say that i really really like that show it's been just so nice to sit down with my family and watch that I love it. So please check that out if you really like those type of shows. And I believe it's set in the 1930s. It's great. I, I just, I love it. And if you have seen it and you have like my number, text me because like I could go on and on about it. And it's made me want to move to the English countryside. I think ever since I was a little girl, I have wanted to do so. But I think even more now that I've seen that show, like when I was little, I wanted to move to the English countryside and move to Paris. And I I was like, okay, I got to go and visit England and Paris at least once in my life, though. Like I have to like I didn't just learn French for two and a half years for nothing. And, you know, I I if and I have like a bunch of Scottish in me. I also have a bunch of Irish and English in me. And I'm not going to say what percentage I am, but I'm actually quite a bit. (laughs) My great-great-grandmother is from England, so that's pretty darn cool. And I think that my heart has always loved just the idea of travel. And 
I don't know, I just feel like my heart is meant to be in the English countryside or even the French countryside. I don't know. But if anyone wants to, like, go to the English countryside and, like, stay in a cottage and raise, like, cows and chickens together, hook me up. Like, text me or something. Let's do this, please, because I I don't know. I'm tired of, like, all the craziness in the city and just the busyness of life. Although I know that when I go... I'm going to be, like, so freaked out the first few days because it's going to be, like, so quiet and different than, like, you know, city life and all that kind of stuff. Um, And, you know, even, like, life in the suburbs, too. Like, <laughs> it's so different than, like, you know, living on a farm and, you know, living a few miles from, like, a town or whatever. But... I would I would do it if I wasn't alone. So somebody like contact me. Um I mean, I hope it's not a random person, but I hope <laughs> I hope I know you. Um and you know, you're a friend listening to this. Like and if you want to, like let's go, please. <laughs> um I was even looking the like a few like months ago, um I was trying to find like you know, good Catholic Latin mass parishes in the UK, and I actually found quite a bit, like, there's an entire site dedicated to, like, tons and tons of parishes all around the UK, like, Catholic parishes, and there was quite a bit, you know, um, of, like, traditional um, Latin mass parishes, so I was like, oh, this is so cool, so even if I just visit, I'm going, like, this is gonna be great, um, and what else? I, well, I can't really talk about WandaVision because I don't want to give away any spoilers, but it's really, really, really good. Um, yeah, I'm not going to share any theories. I was actually looking at quite a bit of like of um, fan theories today. <laughs> so that was great, and I've been thinking about that a lot. Um, and, oh yeah, the last thing I want to share that is my current favorite um, I have really, really been enjoying Further Up and Further In by Professor Joseph Pierce. Um, this is a book. It's amazing. If you're wanting to go deeper into the works of C.S. Lewis, um, you know, particularly the Chronicles of Narnia series, and look at it through the eyes of an adult, I totally recommend this. He goes, not only does, like, is the first chapter literally explaining why wardrobes are for adults too and the difference between being childlike and childish um the second i believe the second chapter is talking about how to read um as an adult you know how to be a childlike adult and to read literature you know as an adult but you know with the mind of a child in a way um you know being childlike you know we're all called to be childlike. That's what's going to, you know, get us to heaven, right? Um, but if we're childish adults, that's that's really bad. <laughs> that's not good. Um, and if you want to, if you want a, a good example of someone that is childish, think of Peter Pan, right? Um, I'm not even going to go into detail on that, but Professor Joseph Pierce is an amazing writer. Um, I've been fortunate enough to email him recently and ask him for some book rep recommendations. Um, 
because he mentions Chesterton a ton within the first two chapters. And I believe Chesterton, G.K. Chesterton, was like a big part of his conversion story, which I heard he had a really, really crazy conversion story. And I want to go and read more about that because I've heard only bits and parts um, about his conversion story, about how he converted to Catholicism. But I really want to check more of that out because I heard it's just, it's so amazing and it's beautiful. So I'm going to definitely do that. But he gave me a whole list of poems as well because he he's really good at like um, breaking down certain poems and um, all this different kind of stuff. So I just contacted him for, you know, just some questions I had. Um, and some book recommendations and things, and he was extremely helpful and extremely kind. Um, So I'm definitely going to be buying more of his books. Um, I know he has a book about his personal life and his conversion. He said that he talks a lot about G.K. Chesterton in that book. So he said, you know, if you want to, you know, before you read any of Chesterton's books, first, you know, read books about him. Um, and then, you know, just to kind of get more about the author himself, because his personal life, you know, reflects a lot of what he writes about. And you can totally tell, like any author, you know, that that basically stands for any author. Um, but I can definitely see that for like C.S. Lewis and Tolkien and G.K. Chesterton, they would talk about things and put things in their literature that, you know, were references to things that they were going on in their life. There's a lot of references. I mean, of course, we we can totally tell that, like, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe has, you know, World War One, World War Two setting in it. But he, there's certain things that C.S. Lewis talks about, even in Narnia, you know, even in, like, The Magician's Nephew, that relate back to certain things that are going on, you know, you know, historically during, you know, Lewis's life. So that's just something that I find is very, very fascinating. Um, and I guess if if you're into that, let's nerd out together because I'll definitely be talking more about that in upcoming episodes. Um, and I've been very fortunate to even have like start a book club with my friend Birdie. Um, and that's been amazing. And Birdie, if you're listening to this, I'm so hyped for our next like book club session and I really really hope that I can make it and our power won't be out um but yes those are some current favorites of mine so if you need a new book to read or book to add to your you know book list by the way I have a goodreads account and my name is Polly Plummer so if you again are just you just have tons and tons of books that you want to read you need to get good goodreads because it's it's great. It's helped me a ton just kind of keep track of where I am in certain books, you know, what books I want to read, what books I'm reading, and what books I've read. So it's great if you have like a million books and you're trying to keep track of which one you're reading at what point and how far you're into the book and all this different kind of stuff. It really, really helps and even shows you the percentage that you are in um, to that book. So that's really great. So just enter in the page number and all this different kind of stuff. And as long as it's the same ISBN um, code and, like, you have the same edition of the book, it'll tell you how far you are into that book. So that's pretty amazing. I'm pretty sure you can even find, like, textbooks on there. You can write reviews. Um, you can even see, like, what your friends are reading. 
Um, I'm sure you can even ask for like book recommendations. It's amazing. I love it. And I have too many books on my to read list on there, but it just, it makes me happy using the book. Um, I have definitely found a newfound love for books. Anyways, I'd like to close out this podcast episode. I wish you all a wonderful Lenten season and I hope you enjoy this episode. Take care and stay warm, my friends.